People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. campers welcome to the camp good boy podcast we're doing this we're doing it uh yeah we're doing it let's fucking do this camp's back camp's open maybe a little early what time when do camps usually open i don't know it's thursday april 28th i feel like i wanted to do this i wanted to wait till like june 1st when like summer camps open but like (laughs) what am i like who am i kidding like just fucking start it uh, so yeah, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, I hope it's not like when the doors tried to keep the doors going without Jim Morrison and it was just a fucking total disaster, but let's see, let's try it. Like, what was their name? The doors. They put out an album without Jim Morrison and it was just like guys just like hanging up, which sucks. Cause they're really talented musicians. Oh, after, after Morrison. That's great. That's my favorite part of Wikipedia is that you go down. It's like one of the tabs is after Morrison. Other voices and full circle. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. They 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 deserve to. Tr- they they owed it to themselves to try because it's like, look, we're fucking John Densmore, Robbie Krieger, and Ray Manzarek. We're great musicians. Like, you owe it to yourself to kind of try. And what, what did Henry Rollins say? Morrison's passing stamped the doors with a seal of legend and immortality. There was no opportunity for the band to go into the seventies intact. Perhaps that's a good thing. I can't imagine the doors in the era of disco. See, I can imagine the doors in the era of disco, uh, but without Jim Morrison or, or, but with Jim Morrison, if they had had Jim Morrison and they had gone into disco because they were doing some songs that had like a disco vibe, like that song, the changeling on LA woman has a total disco vibe. Um, so I could imagine it, but without Jim Morrison, it was just like, (laughs) this is, uh, what is there? So like, this is, this is the doors. See, this is fucking cool. This is really cool. Now imagine if Morrison comes in with just like the autumn wave. I almost kind of had that. See, like, this is fucking kind of cool, actually. Shout out to the Doors for, like... I don't know who's singing this, but someone definitely was just like, yo, you sound, you're a little too much like Morrison, bring it down. It kind of sounds like Jim Morrison and, like, Mick Jagger, like, mix, like, mashup almost. But like, so imagine Morrison singing that. Like, that would have been fucking awesome. God damn it. Rest in peace, Jim Morrison. And rest in peace, my brother Brandon, I've, uh, always. That, see, that, oh, that would have, oh, that sucks. So, you know, again, like, will this be that? I don't know. But like, I, I, here's the thing. When I did that podcast, uh, the first one after Brandon passed away, like, I actually really, enjoy, I mean, I didn't enjoy the circumstances and things that I was talking about, but I did enjoy doing it. Um, so yeah, like I kind of wanted to get back 
on it and and do this again because it was kind of fun and uh look i'm not expecting it to ever be as good as what it was i'm ju- i just really miss this creative outlet um i mean obviously i still have the memes and i still am a screenwriter but like you know the life of a screenwriter is very like you work a lot and you work really hard and you write a lot of screenplays and they don't all get made. So your identity is very strange. I think maybe we've talked about this before. Like it's a strange identity, even though like Brandon and I made a lot of money working out here and we got our movie made and we, uh, I say we, I mean, now it's kind of me, but, but the, a script that him and I wrote, the one that, that got us started is potentially getting made very soon. It's been through like so many different directors, so many actors, it's been a real ordeal, which when that does get made, it's going to be like a, just a really special moment when if and when that does happen but you know it's a strange identity because you 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 make money you make a living you write these things but they never see the light of day so it's like wow it's it's very bizarre and it's 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 hard to even really like explain to people that's why like it can be kind of tough like going back to like college reunions (laughs) because it's like so how's the screenwriting going it's like oh it's going great like i make a living of it but it's like so like when is the movie getting made like i'm not saying that these people only look at you as a failure but it's just when you get paid to write a screenplay or you sell a screenplay you, you like you're making a living but when there's no movie to show anybody it it automatically is they automatically assume it's like a failure when, when it totally isn't like this industry is so hard to break into. But so anyway, I'm, I'm rambling, but that's the thing. It can be a, it can be a tough identity. And that's why I kind of wanted to do this again, because I do miss this creative outlet. Not that I was fucking, you know, uh, broadcast around the world, but like, you know, if this, I just missed this. I missed doing, it. obviously I missed doing it with Brandon sitting across from me, but like I did, I do miss having this mic in my hand and, and talking about stuff that is going on with me, that movies that I see, I just kind of miss it. Even if I'm, you know, even if we, our listenership gets cut in half or even more than that. And I'm just talking to, you know, four people, like, I don't know. Hey, look, you know what the thing Brandon and I did, it started from scratch and we built it. So now I'm kind of starting this from scratch. So fuck it. Like, I think that's a problem with a lot of people is that they start a creative endeavor especially in this day and age. And they want to be, you know, like a legend after like fucking two weeks of doing it. And it's like, that's just not the way it goes. But it's, I feel like it's this new, is it a millennial thing? I don't know. But like you, you want fame and success like immediately. And it's like, nobody's willing to be patient with something and just let something naturally grow. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this. If, if there's people out there that are like, yes, it's back. Whether it's just me, like, great. If there's people that are like, oh, I wish it was just, you know, I wish it was, I liked it better when it was Phil and Brandon. That's, that's okay. Um, I just want to do this again. And I'm going to keep calling it Camp Good Boy because like I was thinking last weekend, like, oh, maybe it could be called like, like, like guy on a couch. But then it's just, then I'm, then it's guy on a couch. Then it's just another fucking like premise, uh, podcast with like a with like a funny name like i'm on a couch or like phil's at the movies i don't like i can't do that that sucks like i don't want it to be like no disrespect to any podcast that has kind of like that clever name and that clever premise but like like i didn't want to i didn't want to do that this is camp good boy and even though it's not with with brennan myself anymore it's 
it's still camp good boy. Like I'm still going to keep it pretty loose and pretty scrappy because that's just, it's camp good boy. Like it's camp good boy. Like what are we, like what are we talking about here? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of what else it could be called. Like, um, uh, like, uh, and, and that's the thing with film or like, you know, like I don't want to have some like clever name, um, and some like clever premise. Like, it's just me. I'm just here in my apartment. I got, uh, Hancock on, uh, AMC, which I guess is it time to start talking about Will Smith, <laughs> like, which, which sucks because like fucking, I watched the Oscars and I watched Will Smith slap, uh, Chris Rock, which by the way was like really uncomfortable watching that even at the, even in my apartment. Um, but like, you know, look, I, we would have fired the mic. I, I was tempted to just go into my closet and pull out my zoom recorder here and get right into it. But a, you know, everybody and their mother was talking about, uh, the, the, you know, the Will Smith slap. So I was kind of like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that because literally like what, what's going to be said that like every, that was like every podcast, every news story, every radio show, every, you know, fucking conversation at a bar, everything. That's all anyone was talking about. But fuck it. Like that to me was the complete, uh, just like the complete, like I've never seen a, so we've never really seen a celebrity ego break like that. Um, because, and this is my problem with Will Smith and I'm just going to talk about, it. I don't give a shit that it was a month later. Uh, that was, this is my problem with Jada Smith and Will Smith and just kind of celebrities in general that, that air their dirty laundry for all the world to hear about and see. So you sit there and you talk about your open marriage and uh, like, look, we live in a world with like the internet and social media where like you can just rip into anything and everything. And, and, people don't take celebrities or people just love going after celebrities. And when you, when you air your dirty laundry like that about having an open marriage, like you're just opening yourself up to ridicule and he's sitting there on his, on his wife's show as she's talking about dating. Like what, what is that? Like some 15 year old SoundCloud rapper that she dates. Like, so as for someone like Will Smith, who has a, who's, you know, a legend and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love Will Smith. I like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Independence Day, you know, made in America, fucking six degrees of separation, all his music. Uh, the, the guy's a legend. And like that's he's a massive celebrity. And to have that ego to just be embarrassed like that on your wife's talk show and then to be like. I, I, I just think that it was the ultimate, like to have her, to have Chris Rock tell that joke for him to be laughing and then to look at her being like pissed and him being like, Oh wait, no, I got to do something. And to go up there, slap Chris Rock and then walk off. Like, see that that's like, I, I'm the fucking man. And it's like, you're not, you're not the man. Like I, he, he's such a fucking dipshit for doing what he did. And she's a dipshit. And again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, go too long in this but like that was kind of my take is that it was just the ultimate just like celebrity ego just 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 crashing down of because because of just everything that that guy had kind of been through like in the public eye lately like just with with them being in an open marriage and and her showing up with that rapper and like yeah like i i just think that the the ego of his, his ego was just like decimated and was decimated even more after, um, 
after like the fallout of that, like, and the fact that he was just still sitting there and fucking collecting his work, it was like, that was, it was just insane. And I <laughs> like the, the noise that when you can't figure out what your next point is, uh, it, it was just like, <laughs> it's like it, it was insane. And like, I, it sucks that we, you know, we're, we're talking about that, uh, with all the other, you know, shit that going is going on in the world, how like obsessed we were about that. But like, look, whether you like the Oscars or not, like uh, th- that's like a classic fucking event, you know, it, it is. And, and they're lame and they've become more lame because it's not about movies anymore. It's, it's, it's just a fucking woke fest and just a pol- like a political fest. And it's not even, it's just not even about movies anymore, but, but like the Oscars are the Oscars. It's like the Super Bowl and the Oscars and the, you know the what else is there the um, <laughs> um and any v- event that's just been around for a while that we all kind of get together and watch like yeah there's more important things in the world but like it's that's just a thing that we watch and for that to happen like uh, you know you a lot of people were just like you know oh who even cares but it's like whatever like that was a crazy thing to happen on live television like when those things happen when live tv events happen like it's it's surreal um it's like a complete break like those like live events are so well put together uh, that like when something like that happens it's like oh like whoa like yeah like this is a real thing that's happening in a, in a real event can occur at any time that just completely throws it off and dismantles everything and it's hard not to get wrapped up in that and be like and talk about it and but so anyway i'm not going to go too far into that because like again like what it was it's been a month and like you know everybody's talked about it but yeah i just it, you just looked like a buffoon i'm so i'm definitely team rock but i'm also now team like we're still talking about that so i'm not gonna get too into that um so yeah i've never actually seen hancock but is this the one where will smith can like throw a whale like back into the ocean i've never seen it like he's homeless but he has superpowers that what did he get from jason bateman or something i don't know um so yeah but speaking of movies um I guess if I, I'd give this as a Camp Good Boy wreck of the week, but okay, so there's that movie X. It's a horror movie. Um, and I saw it two weeks ago and it's good. It's very good. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great uh, slasher movie premise. And, and I'm glad to see that slasher movies are kind of coming back a little bit. Like there's Happy Death Day, there's Ready or Not. Um, I know there's another one. There was the Scream re- reboot. Um, I, I, I'm, I know I'm missing one. Um, you're next, but that was like 10 years ago. Um, but X is, so it's good to see that the, that slashes are kind of coming back a little bit. So X is, if you don't know, it's a group of people in like the seventies in Texas that go to make a porno movie, um, at this like abandoned farmhouse. It's, it's kind of weird how they found out about it. Like these two old people have this farm in Texas and then they have a farmhouse that they rent out. Um, and these people rent it out and they make a porno there called like the farmer's daughter or something. And, and the old, these old people, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the old people, you know, there, there, there's, there's something going on with the old people. Uh, and yeah, again, I won't spoil it, but like, so that premise is great. It's basically like boogie nights meets the Texas chainsaw massacre. Like I wish I had that premise. So when you go see it, uh, you, you know, the premise is cool. Uh, but, but going back to 
prior to when I saw it, I saw that it got like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which like when I see 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm, I'm expecting to go into the movie and come out with like my fucking mind blown because like 96%, like that's like, like, I don't, like that's like, that's like out of Africa, like nine, like 96% on Rotten, like let's see what Goodfellas is on Rotten Tomatoes. Like 96% on, on Rotten Tomatoes is, Okay, so Goodfellas is 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Goodfellas should be like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's like like that that's what Goodfellas should be. But like let's see like what's the Godfather on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh Okay, the, the Godfather is 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I'm not necessarily like I respect the Godfather, but you know, when and I, I when people say that it's the best movie ever made, like I whatever, that's fine. If you think that, that's fine. I I don't, but like I do know that the Godfather is great. So The Godfather is 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. X, this new movie that I'm talking about, is 96%, like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes for a, a, for a slasher movie. is a little insane, even though, like, to be honest, I prefer slasher movies to The Godfather. But, like, 96%. So I was imagining that I was going to go in there and I was going to see something that I've never seen before. Like, I thought I was going to go in there and have, like, midsummer-level, like, anxiety coming into the theater. Like... Like, my friend and I, who, who I saw it with, I thought I was going to walk out of that theater, like, shook, like, needing to take, like, a walk around the block, like, because I saw it down in Santa Monica, and, and I live in Hollywood. I, like, I thought my drive was going to be, like, you know, I'm going to have to, like, pull over and, like, be fucking terrified, kind of like I was after I saw Paranormal Activity, like whatever your thoughts are on paranormal activity, like that movie scared the fucking shit out of me because it took what Blair Witch Project did. And cause my whole thing about, about Blair Witch Project was like, okay, if you're scared of that, rightfully so, because it was scary, but like, well then just don't go camping in Western Maryland with paranormal activity. It like brought it into your home because like, Oh shit. So I saw that movie. Now I got to go home and like, uh, there's no escaping this. So that's what I thought I was going to get with X because, like, I saw the trailer and the trailer is super intense. But then when you watch the movie, like, there's really nothing outside of the great premise and, the, like, the original setting, although Texas Chainsaw Massacre took place in Texas. Um, spoiler alert. But, um, it, like, I was expecting to see something I'd never seen before. And when you're watching it, you're like, oh, cool, cool soundtrack. You know, it's filmed in a 70s style. I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's on film because it was at the New Beverly and they did like a special screening of it and they only show stuff that's been on film. So it was definitely on film and there's no like kill that you've never really seen before. There's no like, it's not necessarily filmed in a way like the scares and like sort of the tension and build up to like eight to a kill or what you think is going to be a kill is not really nothing that you, it's, it's nothing you haven't seen before in any other slasher. So like 96%, 96, like 96, one less percent than the Godfather. Now, 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 now here's my theory is that the movie was made by uh, a 24, which is basically like fucking, uh, (laughs) I don't even know what, but so a 24 makes a lot of really, really good movies. Like I'm not, not this is no disrespect to a 24, but they made like, uh, I mean they're, they're killing it as far as like good movies go. Like they make good movies. Like they made, they made midsummer, they made hereditary, they made the lighthouse, they made, um, 
what else did they do? They made Uncut Gems. They made Moonlight. They made Lady Bird. They made Ex Machina. They made, uh, I didn't really like mid-90s. They made, um, they, they just make quality. Like, they, they made the Val Kilmer documentary. They make quality movies. Um, so I think why, A to, why uh, X has 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, 96. One less than The Godfather. And it's a slasher movie. I think that reviewers are just afraid to give it a bad review because I think this is all the whole thing is that reviewers are afraid. They're afraid to give a 24 a bad review. Why? I don't fucking know. Like, what do you think? Like you're at a silver Lake bar and some a 24, uh, like execs are going to be there and you gave their movie a bad review and they're going to like jump you outside. Like, I, I don't know this, this like, intimidation that maybe critics have or if that's even it like but i think that's the thing is that i think critics want to give a movie that a24 made a good review so that they can go and hobnob with a24 people at like you know the independent spirit awards like i really feel like that's what it is it's just like a you want to be you want to know the cool people you want to be invited to the cool table and like I'm going to give this movie a great review. Now, again, this is not a knock on A24 because they make great movies, but it's like, let's not be afraid to just give a movie like a whatever review. Now, in my opinion, X is a good movie, but like it should be at like 85%, like 85% because like your next is like 79% of Rotten Tomatoes and your next smokes X. In my opinion, if you haven't seen your next, that movie's great or a movie like ready or not like ready i loved ready or not like it's just a fun like really interesting way into a, into a horror movie and again so is x but 96 percent, 96 percent. like that's that's fucking bullshit like i'm sorry it's it's bullshit like 85 percent cool like I'll, I'll i'll sleep better at night knowing that it got 85 percent. but i do think that it's just like this you're afraid to say anything bad about like the cool kids because you want to like hobnob with them at like, you know, whatever these parties that these people go. Um, I honestly think that that's what it is, but I'm not saying don't see it. You should see it because it's, because it's cool, especially if you're a fan of horrors and slashers, but 96%. Really? That, all right. All right. If, if, uh, 96%. If that's, and you know, it's funny because I don't think anybody in the theater that I saw with really took it that seriously. Like there's a few kind of funny, there, there's, 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 there's a humor to it based because of why these people are killing these, these, these uh, filmmakers and these actors it is kind of funny and it is original, but it's also like, it's hard to kind of take seriously. Like there is sort of just like a, like you don't really walk, go home at night being like, Oh my God, like, I, I'm going to lock my doors tonight. Whereas I think, you know, after you, maybe you see Halloween for the first time because Halloween ends and Michael Myers is still out there. So it's like, fuck dude, this is that. I know it's only a movie, but like, that's fucking creepy. Um, so that, that's the thing. Like, um, that's the thing with Phil Murphy. Like if the pod was just that, but like, uh, <laughs> it just wasn't 96%. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. So see it and, and see if you think it's worth the 96% because I just personally didn't. Um, but, 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 like, but check it out. Um, because, because the premise is cool. And, and again, if you like slashers, it's like, ooh, this is a fun slasher movie. And, and it totally is. But uh, I don't know. Like, I just wrote a slasher movie and, you know, I'm biased, obviously. And there, there are some cool, interesting themes in the movie, but... 
I don't know. I, I it just not, again. I'm. I, how many times going to say ninety six? It's like Allen Iverson's practice. Like we're talking about ninety six percent of it. Like one less than the Godfather, tied with Goodfellas. Eh. You be the judge. You be the judge. I, I really think that it was almost like if you took take a Fiji water bottle and put like pretty good tap water, like New York City tap water in it. And you slap that that Fiji water bottle uh, water bottle label on it. That's basically what this movie is because it's it's a slasher, perfectly fine slasher. But you slap that A twenty four badge on it. Now it's fucking Lawrence of Arabia, and it's just like let's let's bring that down a little bit. Granted, it's 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 no really big deal, but like uh, it's just another movie that's gonna you know come and go and exist now in the in the universe. But like. It's streaming now, and I am glad I saw it in, in the theater, though, because like uh, it does have that kind of grainy film on film style, and uh, it was yeah, it's it's cool, but ninety six percent is just a little a little high, it's a little high. Um, what are these fucking? Com- this is one of those commercials that just came on. It's the uh, it's the dude who, like, everybody loves these commercials, I think, except for me. It's the guy who's giving people shit. Is this one? In it? Yeah, it is. It's the guy that's giving people shit about, like, new homeowners turning into their parents. Yeah, there he is. It, it, like, miss me on this guy. Like, the guy who's, like, for the homeowners turning into their parents, and he's, like, he's, like, chirping them and all the shit that they do. But it's, like, well, look at this guy dressed in, like, a V-neck, like, sweater who looks like he does the shit that these people do. Like, like, what is this guy's house? Like, what does he have? Like fucking like blacklight posters and lava lamps at his house. Like this guy's just going around breaking balls for all these young homeowners turning in their parents. But it's like, dude, he's giving that guy shit about having his, is this the one? Yeah. He's, uh, uh, this one. Yeah. I've seen this one. This one ends where he gives the guy shit about having his remote, like, te- like Velcroed to the, to the, uh, table i dude i i spend hours looking for my remote so like is that really a bad thing there fucking cool guy like this guy looks like he does that shit and i guess maybe the point is it's like yeah there it is i guess that the point is that it's like you're too young to be acting like that but like dude give me a break like why are you why are you breaking ball like why are you the one that's gonna be like you're dre- you literally this guy rocks a quarter zip in every commercial like like he doesn't do any of this shit i i, I don't know I'd, I'd love to see what this guy's apartment looks like <laughs> he's uh what is this guy he was he work at a24 like i it's i hate I, I don't like those commercials i i get why people like them it's kind of funny but those don't do it for me um with a new iphone and green um yeah, I, I, oh wow, that's funny. I've been wanting to rant about those commercials. Um, and, no, and no surprise that they're on, they're on all the time. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, like, so what else? So I know I, I, I talked about uh, that I wasn't really dating um, uh, since, you know, everything happened with Brandon. And, and honestly, this is like the longest I've gone and not having dating. Cause like, I mean, I, I've, I've, my time in LA, I've dated so much as you, you know, I've, as I've talked about on past episodes, but it's funny. So, uh, about a month after, so when Brandon passed away, I went out to, uh, stay with my parents who live in, uh, Palm Springs outlook or La Quinta actually to be exact for those Covella, for the Coachella Valley fans out there. And, uh, 
so I was, you know, obviously out of the dating. I was out of every game. Like there, I wasn't playing any games. Um, I was just being with them and, and when working. But uh, so when I came back to L.A., I met up with one of my cousins. And, you know, like we were talking like you do. Like I hadn't seen him in a while. And obviously, you know, the, the, all we did was talk about, you know, Brandon and everything. And so then then when that when that kind of ends, it's more of like, a, OK, let's catch up. So he was asking me if I had been dating at all. And I was just like, you know, actually, so here's the thing before Brandon passed away, I I was, I I found myself in kind of like a vicious sort of dating cycle that I had vowed I was never going to fucking do again, but I, I fell into it and I was so pissed that I fell into it. It was just one of those like where you're dating just to date. Like you don't even really know why, but like you're on the apps and you're just like, like, girls keep kind of coming in and you'll go on a date and maybe it'll work out. Um, and then you make, maybe you'll go on another date, but like you kind of ask yourself like, like, do I, do I really like this person? Like, did I go out with this person because I genuinely thought they were attractive or did I go out with this person because like, I just want to like go out with somebody. It, it was just, it was, it was uninspired dating. Like it was unmotivated dating. That's happened to me a few other times. And, and most times I need to kind of catch myself. Uh, because y- you can kind of meet somebody and it's like, and they're great, but it's like, is this, do I like this person because they're just better than the other people that I'd been going out with that I, I didn't really like? So then you start to be like, well, do I really like this person? Like, is this great? You start like questioning yourself and I just had to like shut the switch off. And you know, I mean, Brandon obviously did me a solid there. Um, but like, I just had to turn, turn it off. And you know, I was, I mean, I would have, I'd rather have Brandon still alive and me continuing to be in a shitty dating situation. Uh, Obviously I'd take that any day, but, but regardless, so I was in a, just a really like vicious dating uh, cycle. Um, like last like fall of 2021. Um, so now, I mean, I haven't been on a date since like early January and that's the longest I've ever not been on a date and it feels great. And my, 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 uh, finances are also thanking me cause that shit just adds up. But anyway, uh, I've just been enjoying hanging out like with friends and family and, you know, solo and watching these like NBA playoffs and then working and figure out what I'm going to, what I'm going to work on next. And it's just been, it's been, it's been a nice sort of decompression and just focusing, hanging out with people that just matter to me. Uh, but anyway, so going back to my cousin, so he was wondering if I'd been dating. I said, no. And he's like, are you on this dating app Raya? So for anybody out there that doesn't know what Raya is, R-A-Y-A, I've put it in a few memes. Uh, it's basically like a celebrity dating app or a dating app for like creatives. So like most people on there, I'll just say like, so like Ben Affleck was on, was on Raya before I think he was just like, you know, it's funny. He found himself in a vicious dating cycle, probably on Raya. And he got called out by this model who, um, who like sent, who like, I think screenshotted a video of him, uh, on Raya or, or, or maybe it was that he like tweeted at her being like, Hey, like this is Ben Affleck. Like, why did you not respond to my message on Raya? Because I don't think she thought he was, it was actually him, but it actually was him. Cause that's, that's the thing. This app has like, like legit, like celebrities are on there. Like I haven't seen that many. I've seen a few TV actresses that I recognize on there, but it's mostly for like people who work in the entertainment industry, 
uh, models, um, artists, like agents. There's like football players on there. There's like, so you, I, the only reason I know that is cause that you see everybody, like you can go to who is nearby you and they show you men and women. It doesn't matter. It's cause it, they don't want it to be like a dating app. They want it to be more of like a networking app, which that's actually what I do like about it is that I don't feel like I'm on a dating app. Like I haven't seen anybody write that they love to laugh on there. And I can't tell you how uh, like liberating that is for somebody who's just been on like every dating app uh, for fucking like nine years. But uh, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a dating app for, for, you know, people that work in, in, you know, creative fields. Let's just put it that way. It's a dating app for creatives, which is, which sounds awful. And it is, and like, I don't want to chirp it too bad because because I actually do like it, but like you have to get accepted. And I I I had, I had applied in like 2014 with a friend of mine who who she was on it, but I like messed up my application, and so I was forever waitlisted. And I, and I I didn't give a shit, uh, but I but there was like a curiosity. I mean, look, it's it's like anything that you want to like anything that's exclusive. Like I don't care. Like I, like I never want to be part of like a club that like you have to apply to and get accepted to. Cause I, I don't need that. I don't need that like validation in my life. I don't need, like, I'm not that insecure and I'm not that, yeah, I'm not that insecure that I need to be like in, I get, I need to get into that club or I need to get into that whatever, or I need to get a table at that restaurant. Like I don't need that. It's nice when you get invited there. Like Brandon and I had a bunch of meetings at like pretty exclusive pla- places in our, in our career. And when you're there, it's like, Oh, this is, this is exciting. But like needing that is like a disease that exists in, you know, cities like LA and New York and London and Miami and shit like that. But but like when you're in there, look, it's kind of like, oh, cool. So when I got, so I was never accepted to Raya, but I would always kind of like ask around like, hey, is there any way that I can get on there? Because, you know, you get tired of the dating apps as if this one's any different. This one is just a new breed of just kind of like annoyance. But, but anyway, so, so he was like, oh, are you dating? And I was like, no. And he's like, Dan, are you on Raya? And I was like, no, it's funny you ask. Like, I've always kind of tried to sort of get in there, but like, no. And he's like, oh, I, I got you covered. So my my cousin's who oceans 11 um my cousin's wife's brother started raya so he got me on but he but classic raya like it literally even though i had the in through that like the direct in it still took like four fucking weeks for like my (laughs) application to get uh accepted uh and again i'm not trying to chirp anybody that because i i actually genuinely do like the app despite what i just said about it but so I'm on there now and, and th- really the, the main thing I, I, I really wanted to, to the main reason I wanted to be on there is because you get to have a song on your profile, which is just I, that, that like, I just, I just kind of love that. Like I love being able to have a song because actually it's kind of like a great way to show like sort of who you are, like. And, and like, so the first song I had on there was, was Boz Skaggs Lowdown. And I was like, oh, cool. Like that, 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 like that was a, I love, it's probably my favorite song, but then I kind of had, it's just, it's funny how this whole thing works. So I had Boz Skaggs Lowdown as my first profile song. And then, then my second song I had was Blue Sky by Allman Brothers, which is probably like my second favorite song. And then I had like some Pat Metheny song, which I don't think any, was over everybody's heads. And then I had a, uh, what was the other one? I think I had like a Robert Palmer, like sneaking Sally through the alley song. And then, 
So nothing was really happening, though. And then I switched it to uh, Orinoco Flow by Enya. And next thing you know, now matches start trolling. And so it's kind of like a... Um, it's kind of like a, it is like, it's, it's a great idea. I think other, all dating apps should have it. It's just a great way of just kind of like, cause like if you have a really obscure song on there and somebody's like, holy shit, this guy or this girl knows this song. Oh my God. Like I have to meet this person. But on the flip side of that, if you have a song like what I have with like Enya, which is a, a, a great song, but B is kind of like, there's something kind of funny about it. It, it kind of, it definitely helps like getting your, sort of your profile noticed a little bit quicker. So again, I haven't been on it. I have matches on there, but I have I just haven't really, uh, I haven't gone on a date yet because I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not putting in as much effort as maybe I was, but also it's, it, it is, there is a cool factor. I've heard, like, I've heard that some like girlfriends of mine have told me that guys are pretty like, kind of silent on there like guys don't really make like moves maybe like they do on other apps like it it, again i again i can't help but think that everybody wants to be on the app but like nobody really wants to meet anybody it's just kind of like an an ego boost um so yeah like i've heard that it's kind of hard to meet people on there even though like i do know a friend of mine that met his wife on there but like that's one person and i'm sure there's others but like so, so yeah, so I'm on there and, uh, it's just, th- this is, this is the whole thing because of the premise of what it is. It, look, I'm just going to say there's a lot of, no disrespect to my cousin's brother-in-law, it, like kudos to him for starting this thing and, and for it being so successful. But you know, when you have something that's exclusive, you're going to attract a lot of douchebags. And so there's a lot of fucking, it's basically like Coachella on your phone. Like, there's a lot of really fucking attractive women on there. Like a, a lot. I mean, they're just, there are. And like, it, it, like I, I look, I, I don't, I'm not a 10. I don't, I'm not a nine. I don't maybe like, depending on, you know, obviously your grandparents and your parents think that you're like a fucking 17, but like, I think I'm a perfectly attractive guy. Like, you know, I feel like I'm like Andrew McCarthy. Like I'm not like, I'm not the heart. I'm not the James Spader, but I'm like, Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a good looking dude. But like, so I feel like the, most of the girls on there and most of the, a lot of girls on, you know, a lot of really attractive girls on dating apps that live in LA and like New York or Miami, like they want the fucking, they, they, they want, you know, the, the hot guy. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that every girl on there is like that. There are, or there are other, you know, attractive girls that aren't, you know, supermodels, but, um, it, it, it's, it can be tough to, it can be tough. There's just a lot of douchebags on there and I don't think that I'm a douchebag. So I'm not getting as many matches on there as maybe I would on, you know, just a more traditional dating app. So, but I like that because I don't want to be really be dating right now. So it's actually working out like it's actually like the perfect dating app for me to be on be, because of just how it's set up. Like I'm, I'm not Johnny need to be in this exclusive thing guy. Uh, and so it, it, it like I, I feel like the vibe I'm putting off is, is more is, is not really the vibe of, you know, I go to Coachella, I go to Burning Man. I, I, I I'm a creative type. I like. it's just it's it's i i do like it for that reason though in that it's actually the perfect app for me because i'm trying not to not really date right now 
and and I'm having a hard time really getting any traction on there, but I don't really care. But I do like being on there because it is kind of entertaining, and I do get to have the song. And look, dude, again, it, it does tap into all of our egos. Like, oh, I'm in this. I'm in this kind of like, even though I don't think it's cool. You're you're you're, you're in the hot club. You, you got accepted, and and look, you can you can rag on it all you want, but then when, like I said earlier, when you're in there, it's like. Uh, all right this isn't it's whatever it it, it 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 feeds that ego that we all have so like that's the dating app i'm on there um and it's funny that it took my brother passing away to for me to finally get accepted to raya um what a what a plot twist that is um but anyway like it, it, it's just it's funny i'm, I'm kind of having fun with it and and you know i will say this that i'm kind of getting a tiny itch to start dating again but I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of approaching it a little bit differently. Like I'm, I'm kind of more into, I remember I got my hair cut, uh, four years ago, I think four, four years ago. And I remember my hairdresser told me to be friends with somebody first, um, before you start dating. And, and I'm trying to kind of maybe embrace that a little bit. Like I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying hanging out with, with women, uh, and not even thinking about dating or not even thinking about getting physical. Whereas when I would hang out with girls, uh, before as maybe as a friend or on a date, like I'm constantly thinking about like, Oh, is this it? Like constantly thinking about getting physical. We're to the point where if I would go on a first date with a girl and I wouldn't like kiss her at the end of the date, I would like drive home like frustrated. And it's like, why would I be frustrated about that? Like what a dumb thing to be frustrated about. Like, it's not the fucking end of the world. It's just a first date. And like, but I, but I would always think like that. It's like, it's almost like I would put this like weird pressure on myself or like on the situation. And I don't think that's why I'm still single. I just think that's why I would, I was getting frustrated with how much I was dating because like it just builds up to this big ball of frustration and you're, and, and, and that's not, that's not really a dating fault. That's, that's my fault. I was going on too many dates, but lately I've just been enjoying just going out and hanging out with, with girls and, and not, just not even, and just, just hanging out, like not even worrying about like where it goes or what is this or God, like, should I say something? But like, like, fuck it. Just like, just hang out with, with, with them. And like, it, it really embraced that. And, and if I do go on a date, like if it doesn't end with, you know, her, us making out, then like, who gives a shit? Cause you know what? Honestly, there's sometimes where I'd go on a first date with someone and I'd make out with them. And then I'm like, that was stupid because I don't know that I really like this girl and she really likes me. And I just completely, uh, I completely let her on. And it, it, it you know, it's, it's tough though, because you're, you're out with somebody, if you're getting along and you've had some drinks, it's easy to slide into that first date makeout. I think that's why first date makeouts are so kind of common and they don't really mean anything. You're just, you're out with somebody and you're attracted to them and maybe they were charming and you had some laughs, but you had some drinks. So it's just natural that it like kind of goes to that. But I've just, I've lately, I've just been enjoying just going out and hanging out with, with girls that, that I've already known and just not having any sort of date pressure on it. And it's, it's, it has felt good. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that if I'm friends with somebody, it's going to lead to, you know, to, uh, uh, dating them. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And, and I haven't been thinking that like, like, Oh, if I change my transition, then I'm going to get, uh, be in a relationship because again, I like, I I'm, 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 I'm happier single like now more than ever. I think, um, that is a combination of kind of what I've been sort of dealing with the past few months. And also just like, just being, 
you know, just kind of happily single. But I will say this, and I was telling a friend of mine is that I am a little like lone wolfed out. So I actually, I, one, one thing that I've been noticing that I've been doing since, uh, since Brandon's passing is I have been more open to going out and, and doing things and with like, like friends, like things that I would normally maybe be like, ah, I don't know that I want to do that. I'm more like, Oh yeah, I want to do that. Like, yeah, fuck that. Like, let's do that. Like, it's funny. One of the things I've been kind of dealing with, and I don't know if I talked about this on the last pod I did, but, but when, you know, somebody passes away, whether, wh- whoever it is, whether it's your wife, your husband, a kid, a parent, a grandparent, a brother, a friend, wh- whatever it is, that's the worst thing. Like death is the worst thing that can, that can happen. So like lately, everything's just been a little, I, I don't know that I talked about this or not, whatever, even if I did, I don't give a fuck if I'm repeating myself. Everything feels just like a little, a little easier. You know, when, when something pops up, that's kind of like, uh, do I really want to do this? It's like, well, what would I rather do? Would I rather go and do this thing that's really not going to suck that much? Or would I rather deal with the day that I found out that my brother passed away? Like, y- you know, it's just like, it doesn't mean that I think everything now is meaningless. It's not, it's not that at all. It's just like, I do need to sometimes catch myself when I'm just like, Oh, that I don't want to do that. Cause it's going to suck. It's like, is it really going to suck? Like what inconvenience would I rather have? Uh, you know, so it kind of puts things in perspective in that sense. And I hope I didn't repeat myself, but if I did, fuck it. Um, so, so yeah, so that's kind of like my dating journey right now. And oceans 11 just came on. This is a great movie. Um, like it really is. What's great. I was having this conversation last night. Steven Soderbergh might be like one of the best directors like ever because, his movies always deal with kind of like something that would normally be like intense. So like Ocean's Eleven is like a major heist movie. You know, uh, Side Effects is like a really dark um, movie about I forget what it was like about I forget what that movie is about actually. Or like pill addiction. Um, he finds these like intense situations, but there's always like a contagion. He films them in like such a like calming like there's like a quietness to his movies. Is quietness even a word? Um, there's like a quiet energy to his movies that's remain. They remain intense, but they're also like, you can put it on and like, and like you're relaxed watching it. Like he's got that, that quality. Um, yeah. Ocean's 11. I, 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 but one thing I can't stand is the ocean's 11 humor, how they like finish each other's sentences. Uh, that's always annoying. Like, so she, so we should, yep. And she's saying that she's going to, uh-huh. So that means we're going to, yep, I, I, I never liked that. <laughs> I think we friend and I talked about that on the pod. Um, i trying to think if there's anything else I want to kind of rap about. Um, I think that's it. So I'm at the 47 minute mark. Let's just call it. Let's just call it. Uh, so this is it. Oh, look, again, if, if you're like, fuck this, I want it to be with Phil and Brandon and I'm never going to listen again. That's cool. If you're like, I'm so happy this is back. I'm happy to be back. And I'm ha- And if you're listening and you're having fun listening to me, I'm happy. You can tell me if you want, if you say, if you tell me that you don't, you, you like it with Brandon and I am probably just going to delete your message. Uh, but if you say you like it, awesome, but you don't feel the need to tell me. Cause I, like I said, I do miss this outlet. And, you know, look, I, I have a lot of shit on my mind that I always kind of want to talk about. So, um, I, <laughs> like I miss the, I miss kind of having this. So it feels good to be back at camp. The, sh- I'm, the shout outs, like 
I want to do the shout outs. Maybe I'll bring that back up because this is kind of my first, my first real one. Cause the last one was, you know, a little, was a little bit different, but I'll, I'll get back into the shout outs, but it's kind of not the same without Brandon's shout out thing. So, uh, I'm going to, uh, pick that back up a little bit and yeah, here we go. Camp is back on campers. Um, it's back on, uh, like, let, let, like, fuck it. Let's do this. This is camp. Good boy. This is not, you know, um, um, uh, at the movies with Phil Murphy or, you know, uh, around the apartment with Phil or like, or just some stupid thing where like I clean my apartment and like, that's the podcast or like, uh, you like miss me. Oh, wow. The offer speaking of the Godfather, I'm actually looking forward to that show. The offer it's about the making of the Godfather. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, and it resonates with me cause I live next to Paramount pictures. So like, I think I saw them filming that a few years ago, but, but anyway, so like, yeah, like I'm not going to try to make this some premise podcast. Like, no, this is camp. Good boy. I'm going to keep it loose and we'll see where, we'll see what happens with it. If nothing happens with it, then nothing happens with it. Uh, but like I said, I miss this outlet and I miss talking to you guys. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm back <laughs> as John wick said to start this, uh, show. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe it'll be weekly. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. And, um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll stay safe out there and, uh, yeah, well, I'll talk to you again soon. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.